The strength of a family, like the strength of an army, is in its loyalty to each other. So, who has your loyalty? Would you run through a brick wall for them? If so, why? Why is loyalty so powerful? And what happens when it blinds us? Today, we peel back the layers of loyalty. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the KL Podcast. We're glad to have you back with us today. And I mean, if we're going to be completely honest, we've kind of had a little bit of time off between recordings, and I feel refreshed and rejuvenated. Now, to the listener, it's been all on schedule, one every week. But we how long has it been since we've actually had a recording? It's been It feels like two weeks, right, guys? Uh, yeah. It feels like a couple of years to me, actually. <laughs> Last two weeks have been uh, long. <laughs> it's for different yeah. reasons. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I think I've said on multiple occasions, this this conversation, this recording is like therapy for me. So I'm, I'm at the end of my rope, man. I need I need to talk to you guys. This is this is dire. We've got to get going. Everybody needs this now more than ever. Uh, well, I'm really excited about this topic uh, that we have today. I think this is going to be really interesting. And we were sort of, you know, chattering a little bit before we started recording. And Josh said that he discovered layers of this topic that uh, that opened up for him. I felt the same way. Like uh, th- there was a lot of depth here that I didn't think. Well, I mean, I knew there would be, but I just didn't realize how it was going to impact me. Our topic today is loyalty which you should have gotten because you read the title of the of the uh, podcast episode. But our topic is loyalty, and uh, it's a lot more complicated or complex, I think, than people realize. It can also be boiled down pretty simply, and the best way to figure this out is to start with the definition, Tim. Give it to us. Mm. So loyalty is a devotion and faithfulness to a nation, cause, philosophy, country, group, or person. But I do think it's fair to say that we are going to try to keep this uh, within the parameters of the business world. This is not a divorce podcast. Josh wouldn't have any input. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to include Josh today and leave personal romantic relationships out of the discussion, and we'll just focus on uh, the business world, which I'm guessing our conversation will mostly center around employer loyalty and leader loyalty. Yeah, and it's uh, it is a two way street in this loyalty conversation. It, it uh, you know, and and sometimes, as in any two way street, there are going to be some collisions. So uh, mm. we're gonna have to we're gonna have to dive into this. So Josh, you said that there were a lot of layers that opened up for you when you were when you were reading through this. Um, when we when we when we think about why loyalty is important, were there were there some things about that that you discovered that maybe you hadn't thought about before? Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I mean, initially in, in going, or my mind went to a place where it's employee loyalty or employer loyalty, kind of on a personal basis. Mm-hmm. But things that I didn't consider, which which kind of came to the surface in, from a negative perspective anyway, is how it can lead to maybe unethical decisions because you've over-indexed the loyalty too much um, oh, yeah. in the business place. And, you know, my, initially my mind didn't really go there. It was more of a, more of a, you know, a personal reflection and going both ways, but it, I didn't really think about it, you know, diving into 
you know, me being loyal to the point where I made unethical decisions to cover for somebody that, that I feel I need to be loyal to. Yeah. Josh didn't think about it because it just comes so naturally for him to be like that. Right, Josh? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, yes, it does. So Tim, what, what do you think? Why, why is loyalty important? Well, I think it's an essential quality in most healthy relationships, in all healthy relationships, really. Yeah. I mean, I think, um, you know, it gives us comfort. I think in a healthy, loyal relationship, uh, it opens the doors for some truth telling without insecurity, which is really important. Um, and that's just kind of like on a relationship basis. I think when we talk about company loyalty as a consumer, um, it's incredibly important that your customers are loyal to you because regardless of how many billions of dollars are spent on advertising, the most effective way to grow a business is by having loyal customers. And, you know, they kind of offer day, daily testimonials <laughs> and you can grow your business like that. Um, you know, there's an entire, there's an entire topic that we'll never have a podcast on about uh, net promoter scores, which is a way that a, a business measures loyalty. I mean, they measure the loyalty of their customers. And the reason why they measure that is because loyalty leads to growth of a business. So it's important there. And then I think the third piece is, you know, specific to loyal, loyalty to a leader. Um, there's all kinds of downstream effects there, you know, minimizes attrition. Um, I think when there's loyalty in that relationship, um, we're much more productive. There's more positive attitude in the workplace. Just a, just a whole lot there. So if, if, you're, if, if you have loyalty, if there's a rich uh, sense of loyalty in an organization, does that mean that when mistakes are made, you just, you roll with it? I mean, how, how does that, how does that work? No, I don't think so. But I think, see, this is back to what Josh is talking about, because mm -hmm. what this, what this research really shined a light on for me was loyalty gone bad. <laughs> yeah. I think I knew yeah. all the positives of loyalty. I just ran through them, but I hadn't really thought about all of the bad effects of loyalty or what we call loyalty. And that is covering up for people, um, you know, people mindlessly and unquestioning, um, unquestioningly following the direction of their leader just because they're loyal. Uh, and man, it can be really be a trap in a lot of cases. So yeah. I think Don't, maybe I need to question, you know, the choices I'm making in life because that was where my head went first. And I think, really? some of, yeah. And I've been around people who've said, I mean, they haven't used this exact verbiage, but essentially what they said was, if you're loyal to me, then you support me no matter what, even whenever you disagree with what I'm saying, you'll still, you'll still publicly agree with it. And I've, I've always felt, and I've responded to people in that situation. I said, if I'm loyal to you, I'm going to tell you that you're wrong because right. I have your best interest in mind. <clears throat> right. Yes. Because if I don't have your best interest in mind, I'm going to let you drive straight off the cliff alone. Right. 
Right, right. And, yes. and that there seems to be with, with people who believe that loyalty is this sense of ride or die. Yeah. Then, yeah. I mean, they, they put you in a very precarious position. Yeah, but you, you hit the nail on the head, Henry, when you said, you know, I'm loyal to the degree that I'm willing to have this tough conversation with you to cover your gaps, or maybe because I'm seeing something you're not seeing. That that's loyalty. You know, the other is I don't I don't even I don't know a word to define that, but it's not it's, it's not loyalty in a way. Yeah, yeah. It, but you know, when I talked about it earlier, and you mentioned it, Henry, there's layers to that. When I was going through this exact scenario in my head, I, I thought about the inverse because I've seen where leaders are loyal to an employee to a degree that they don't really course correct them much or yes. they, they drop the ball so much and they cover for them. And it, there's a morale impact to the rest of the team because it's obvious. Yeah. Right. It's obvious who this person is championing or who this leader is championing um, for reasons outside of their performance, because their performance isn't really meriting the, you know, where they're headed or the trajectory of their career. Yeah, and 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 you know to the point about about people who are loyal and 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 you know whenever you you've got to give somebody the hard truth, uh, people who are loyal will use their loyalty as a currency because they're not afraid to speak the truth, and I think that's really important. And you have to value those people. Now, are these people speaking the truth because they care about you, or are they just trying to call you out every time you make a mistake? That that's probably a completely different episode, a different topic altogether. But the point is, whenever somebody has a contradictory idea, it's worth hearing it out. You don't have to act on it, by the way. You can just hear it out. And so, what you're saying, Josh, is is this really interesting and I think really meaty part of loyalty, where I can be loyal to you, but if you aren't also loyal to me it's incredibly weak and it's way unbalanced. It's like there has to be this mutual loyalty so that I can tell you as my employee that you're struggling in an area and I want to work with you and you can respond to me as, as your boss and say, I respect the fact that this person wants to help me. And when those two things are happening, when that mutual loyalty is in effect, then you have a really, I think, valuable increase in professional growth I think that you become a mentor and a leader, not just a boss and an employee. Do you guys agree with that? Yeah, I think there has to be some foundation that holds everything together, though. Yeah. I mean, I know nobody loves the word policy, <laughs> but, you know, there has to be policy or there has to be some expectations that are clearly communicated up front or there has to be values that are clearly articulated up front. I mean, there has to be some kind of foundational piece that the loyalty is centered on in a work relationship. Otherwise, it's just a bunch of people doing whatever the hell they want. And everybody's like, well, I'm loyal to this person. So whatever they do is okay. There has to be some values that kind of keep everything pulled together and then once you agree on those values, you're kind of loyal to the values, you know? Yeah. I love that. I, that's, I was thinking about this as well. Like you become loyal to the ideology of yes. the business you're working for. That's how you get loyalty at scale. Otherwise, you are just loyal to this person. Is, does that mean that it's top down? That someone at the top has to determine what is the value of our organization and then everyone has to buy into it? I think that's a good way to frame it. I don't know that that's an absolute statement, but 
I mean, I, absolutely. I think without some sort of vision or mission, like you're mentioning, Tim, for for the people, right, quote unquote, the people to buy into, um, it's it's really hard to drive that type of loyalty. But even going back to what you said, Henry, is that it's a two way street um, at every level of that loyalty. It's important to acknowledge that I think it's initiated by the leader. Right. I think loyalty, good loyalty or positive loyalty is initiated by the leader. And the, the statement that, that I would say is you, you cannot receive what you will not give in, in, in its truest form or truest statement. You know, a lot of times I'll say I can't give what I don't have. Well, in this respect, I, I won't receive what I'm not willing to give. And, and it's important to know that or to approach it from that perspective when, when building the team out. Yeah. Don't you think, yeah. though, that that this is where it, it's such a slippery slope in the business world? Because relationships are so important. I mean, we've talked about it over and over and over. We know that relationships are important, but also the water gets really murky when there's friendships within the business world. Yep. So you've got this friendship loyalty, but then there's also loyalty to the purpose of the business. And if your friend isn't being loyal to the purpose of the business, then at some point you have to make a decision, right? I mean, are you, are you more loyal to the friendship or are you more loyal to the business? And that's when things get really tricky, in my opinion, because if you have two people, five people, 20 people who are more loyal to their personal relationship and friendship, but it's not aligned to the purpose of the business, then there can be some really negative repercussions in the workplace. Or some really negative repercussions at a personal level. So yeah, one you, or the other, one right? or the other is going to happen. So, yeah. but I think this is a great question. I think this is a real issue that people will run into at some point in their professional career. And I oh, think it it's is. worth spending a minute and just talking about how, I mean, we're not experts. I'm sure we've both done it the right way and the wrong way at some point. What do you do? Yeah. How, you know? how about something like this? And, and I don't know if this is right or wrong, but as you were going through that scenario, Tim, here's what kind of boiled up or popped up in my head. In a situation like that, if you're loyal to what, as the leader, what you perceive as the truth, right? Or as the truth. And in that sense, having that conversation with what's become a friendship to say, hey, man, it seems pretty obvious that, you know, the company's goals and your goals aren't aligning right now. And, you know, how do we, how do we remedy that? Or, you know, kind of, kind of have dialogue around that to what is the perceived, you know, truth of that situation rather than calling out the business or calling out the individual, you know, just have a, a conversation around what the situation is. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's the right way to handle it, Josh, but on, on the other side of that, as a leader, let's just look at it through a leader lens. We have to understand the influence that we have as leaders, because if you're not aligned with the goals or purpose of the company, and you pretty clearly communicate it to your people, you're putting them in a position where they have to choose between you and the company. I mean, it's not like you're leaving, say, and it's not a Jerry Maguire moment where you're like, who's going with me and Flipper? But it is, <laughs> if you're staying at the company as a leader and you're not aligned with the purpose and you're openly communicating that, then you put your people in a really, really sticky situation where 
they maybe like the leader. They like the leader on a personal level, but not aligned with the company. You know, man, it is just so complex because I also think as a leader, if you disagree with something that your company is doing, you should be able to say, I don't agree with that. But it's tricky. It's tricky because the moment you disagree, you you step across a line, you can get swatted. And there are some companies out there that will absolutely take you down a few notches because you had some backbone and you disagreed with something. There are other companies though that will hear that and they'll and they'll they're they'll be very considerate because that loyalty is running both ways. And they value you as a leader at some part of the organization and they'll explain to you why or they'll hear the concern. Yeah, well, it's tricky on that end, Henry, but it's also can be really, really complex on the other side because loyalty is, is grown out of honesty. And your people know if you're honest. Right. So if you're sticking to this company purpose or or value and they know that you are not being honest with them about it, then they will not be loyal to you. So they are actually loyal to you because you're honest with them. But then you have to kind of tether that honesty a little bit (laughs) because you just can't go if you're really not aligned with your company you probably shouldn't be working there to be honest I mean you know like we're really boiling this down and you know I know that there's not gonna be a hundred percent alignment between employees and their employer but if you're really out of alignment you probably shouldn't be working there and you sure certainly shouldn't be a leader for that company how about in this scenario though Tim to exactly what you're saying, because I think if you take a step back and, and, you know, your tenure can be a long span of time at that company. And let's just say the majority of your time has been aligned and then now it's not, Mm. and and it's a season. Yeah. And you don't know what comes tomorrow. Right. Yeah. And so that's, I think that helps you though, when you put it in that kind of perspective from a leader position, because I think you can be honest with your team and say, you know, I'm not completely aligned with what's going on right now in the direction that we're headed in, you know, but, you know, historically we've been in a good place or I've been aligned. Let's, let's see this thing play out, right? Let's, let's get behind it. Let's see where it plays out and, you know, where the cookie cr- where the crumbs fall, we'll, we'll figure it out then. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the way to do it, Josh. And, uh, you know, I don't mind saying multiple occasions I have said, you know what? We work for someone else. And our job, we have chosen this profession, is to follow their direction. And so, you know, if we don't want to do that, if we want to set our own direction 100%, we'll open up your own business. And as a former small business owner, I can tell you, you will have an entirely different set of issues. (laughs) <laughs> not give me a perfect scenario either way, right. but you've chosen to be an employee of a company and your professional obligation is to follow their direction. In many ways, we as leaders are interpreting uh, the, uh, the, the mission and the vision of the company. Uh, right. We don't often state it verbatim, 
and and we're we're like translators. We've taken something from one language and brought it into a different language, and the meaning will change a little bit in some spots. But does the overall tone stay the same? And if the intention is still the same, then I think that we're doing a good job of being loyal and following the goals of that company. Uh, if we take it in a completely new direction because we just don't like the storyline anymore, then yeah, we've got a real problem. We've got a real problem. We need to evaluate, you know, what our own personal goals, what our own personal mission and vision uh, may be. So I think, you know, that where the danger is, is if you sit back, if you're somebody listening to this right now and you sit back and say, I have never once disagreed with the position of my company then you might be in a danger zone for loyalty where you've stopped asking <laughs> your mind. Question. And I that's think actually that, not loyalty. That's um, not loyalty. That's something completely different. And I think right. we need to talk about the difference between being loyal and then like just this sense of servitude. Like I'm just here to do whatever you want. If you are a leader and no one ever questions anything you're doing, are they loyal to you? I don't think so. I think, yeah. that you, I think you've got a new problem. Yeah, it's worth defining servitude, which is being completely subject to someone more powerful, someone or something more powerful. I mean, if you are just saluting at every order, <laughs> you that might not be loyalty. That might be what you think is loyalty, but that might not be loyalty because once again, this is a circular conversation, but a healthy, loyal relationship allows for some truth telling. It should encourage it, right? From the, from, yes. the, from the leader perspective, you should encourage or it should be encouraged that team members question and they challenge and they're allowed to be curious. I think we had to be honest that, that that we probably live in a really good really good place in life whenever we say, if you don't like it, you can quit and go find a job you do like a lot of people aren't in that position. And I think it's really difficult for people to be in. And I think it's worth acknowledging, you know, if you're in that spot, that you've got to find a way to be able to express your concerns. You've got to find a way to be self-loyal. And of all these things that we've read, loyalty at the self uh, level would be the first to go. When loyalty comes with a diminishing of yourself or your true values, then it's not loyalty anymore. And I'll back up just a little bit, Henry, and this might be a whole different episode, but you touched on it. So I feel like it's worth mentioning. This whole feeling of being trapped where oh, I have to make money, so I have to stay in this situation. I would encourage anyone who feels that way to really, really inspect their situation because I do think that you have opportunities. And I think a real piece of confusion at this moment, because this is an employee's job market. Employees have the, they have a lot of leverage because companies need employees. When we start feeling like job security is more important than our personal values, you're in a dangerous place. And I would just really encourage people to reframe their perspective and focus on what I've read as employment security. And that means focusing on your own gifts, on your own skills, on your own marketability as a person, rather than your spot at a specific company. So employment security means 
I'm marketable. Job security means, yeah, I have a place to clock in every day. And I think employment security is healthy. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you, Tim. I think that's a whole nother episode as well, too, because you can get so deep into that. I I can speak for myself, too. Like self-confidence comes into that equation also in in valuing your abilities and your self-worth from an employment perspective. And without that, it does can seem like you're stuck or maybe you don't have a choice because you, you can't see yourself outside of the walls of your current your current space or your current company. Yeah, thanks for clarifying that. And I'm glad we did touch on that. And yeah, it is a bit of a teaser. That's a topic that we need to put out there and, and talk about at some point. Why do you think we are loyal? Like, why do you think humans are loyal? I think there's a tribe mentality. Yes. And, and we want to belong to a group. And lots of them, lots of groups. Yes. Yeah. We're loyal to restaurants. We're loyal to car yeah. brands. We're loyal to soda companies. We're loyal to neighborhoods. I mean, our loyalty runs very deep. You guys are Texans. Don't even get started on being loyal to Texas. <laughs> it's disgusting. Concerns me a lot. I worry about it. Well, I mean, I think that actually belongs in our patriotism episode. <laughs> there you go. Anyway, oh, but let's, not confu- let's not confuse patriotism with loyalty, okay? <laughs> Exactly. Closely related, but not the same. I do agree with you, Henry, on the tribal aspect of this. But I also think that we just don't like change. It's true. I mean, most most humans have a routine. We don't like change. And then also, you know, kind of to reference one of our previous episodes about giving up, we don't like letting go. It's hard to let go. Yeah. We become attached. Do you yeah. mean when you say we don't like change, does that mean that we don't want to give up on a, on something we're loyal, loyal to? Because I don't think it means we don't want to add something else to the stack. You're saying we don't want to let go. Yeah, I think it's more from an investment standpoint. You're pot I mean, committed, I, right? You're like in it. I'm, yeah. I'm in it. I might yeah. as well stick with it, even though it's unhealthy for me. Yeah, well, yeah. I think sometimes it's easy, whether you're acknowledging it or not, to, to stay in the in the problem that you know versus the problem that you don't know. And, and you learn to navigate it. And I mean, that's not a healthy space to be in, but I think that's a big, that's a big piece of that. It's interesting because if you go back to our atomic habits episode, we talk about building a chain. And if you've got, if you strung together a whole bunch of days of this really healthy habit, you're likely to keep it. It also works on the other end. If you strung together a bunch of days on an unhealthy <laughs> habit, you're likely to keep that too. Absolutely. Yeah. Once Absolutely. we've got a track record, we were like, huh, let's, Let's keep this going. Okay, guys, I think it's important that we talk a little bit about the the action of loyalty. Like, what does it actually look like in the workplace to be a loyal leader or a loyal employee? Well, I think transparency is a huge piece of it. We can't be, as leaders, we cannot be 100% transparent. We we all know that. Yeah. Confidentiality is a real thing. There's a purpose for it. Uh, but I think, you know, transparency is a big piece of it. And that goes both ways, you know, between you and your employer, um, as a leader, between you and your people. I mean, we've touched on this multiple times, but you have to be able to tell the truth. And that's really what loyalty, in my opinion, is about. I want to give you an example of that. I I think this is, that's a great one to start with. And, um, I had people that reported to me um, and I remember one time somebody called me up and they said, Hey, I'm not feeling well. I'm, I gotta, I gotta take the day off. 
And so, you know, no problem. Of course, I'm worried about them. They come back in the next day. Are you feeling better? You know, did you go to the doctor? Is everything okay? Turns out the person was fine. They just needed to take a day off. And so I pulled them aside to say, hey, listen, I'm totally okay with you taking a day off at any point. But don't tell me you're sick if you're not sick. Just tell me you need to take the day off because that leaves me thinking one thing's happening when it's something else. Either way, you're not going to be here. And the next time that same employee called up and said, hey, I just need to take the day off. I'll be back tomorrow. I felt so much better about our relationship. It didn't matter to me that they weren't coming in that day. We were going to get by. Everything was okay. But now I felt like we were actually communicating in a transparent and honest level. Did I need them to tell me why they didn't want to come in? No. But they were being transparent. So I, I like that. To me, that's a, that's the first thing that popped into my head is the difference between transparency and this 100% honesty. I'm being transparent and honest with you as much as I can be. Yeah. Well, it reduces stress on the job as, as well. You know, when you have that comfortable relationship where you're loyal to your leader, your leader's loyal to you, you know, that's based on trust. And then, you know, to stick with your example, Henry, your employees not all stressed out about what story they're going to come up with. Yep. You know, you're not stressed out about if your employee is okay. Yep. <laughs> you know, it's just kind of like this fabricated chaos. Yeah. When actually just transparency is the way to go. Yeah. I think even from the onset, it's important as a leader to acknowledge that you're there to serve the people who report to you. Right. You're, you're, whether it's yep. development, whether it's removing obstacles from their day to day job, uh, whether it's personal things that they need some help or intervention with. I think when you start from that mindset, it opens up the door, like you mentioned, Henry, for honesty and for clear communication. And it opens up the ability to to build, you know, loyalty and trust. Uh, other thing that I'd say is, you know, you got to show it. You got to show that you trust your people. Like I mentioned before, you can't receive anything you're not willing to give. And so show that, you know, and show that in the ability to, or you're giving them the ability to make mistakes without repercussion if they're being innovative and creative and they're staying within the guardrails of what's okay to do. And, you know, another thing I would say for me, anyhow, it's humility, right? Be, be a humble as a leader, acknowledge your mistakes, you know, let them know when you've, when you've messed things up. And I don't say announce it, but let it be known. And it makes it okay for them to make um, mistakes as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's a, if you have pride in what you're doing and, and, uh, and, you know, you, you're doing your best to achieve great results and, and you're, you're, you know, you're not just like checking the box, clocking in and clocking out every day. I think that creates loyalty too. And loyalty to the overall mission of what you're trying to accomplish as a business, not just the team, not just, not just this one dimensional thing. It's like a, it's a larger, when you're proud of the work you're doing, it has a larger impact on the loyalty to the organization. Yeah. Did when y'all were reading through this and just kind of preparing for the call, did you think about a specific instance with a leader where they just really inspired loyalty in you? Did you think about a specific leader in your past or in your life where you're just like, man, they really inspired loyalty in me? And then why? Uh, you know, I, I would say yes. And I can't say a specific instance, but I can think of specific leaders who did exactly what I mentioned earlier. They made it okay for me to make mistakes and they gave me ownership of, of let's say a project or an initiative. 
and, and gave me the opportunity to run with it, but checked in to make sure that I wasn't leaving the tracks. And, and that, for me, anyhow, that just instilled a ton of loyalty because I appreciated that. I appreciated the autonomy to run with something, to be creative and to use my own thoughts and to, you know, ultimately cascade that into the business. That whole process in and of itself is, and that's like liberating for me. And that will build some loyalty for me. Tim, when I reported to you, uh, I was in Austin visiting and um, it was the end of year, end of our fiscal year time. I think it was just past it actually, but you pulled me into a room and you said, Hey, I need to talk to you real quick. And you got on the whiteboard and you listed off all of my key accomplishments for the year. You just wrote them all down one after another. And you told me uh, that that was the reason why you were uh, giving me an annual raise. And I didn't, the, the raise was great, but what I cared about was that you were paying attention to all these things that I was doing. And I worked in a different state in a different city. You couldn't see me day to day. So, you know, you just had to know all of these things. And, you know, I mean, it, it may sound silly, but I mean, I felt like you saw what I was doing. I was seen as a, as a, as an employee on the team. And that, that really meant a lot to me. I never forgot. I've told that story dozens of times and it changed the way that I, I communicated with people about their accomplishments. I wanted them to know I knew exactly what they'd accomplished. Yeah, it's interesting you say that, Henry, and I appreciate you bringing it up. The, frankly, I don't remember that. <laughs> lollipop. Think, it's your lollipop moment. Yeah, but it is. That's a moment that's awesome. that I think a lot of leaders have where, you know, the way that we conduct our business and the way that we manage our relationships is can be very impactful. And if we're treating everyone the same, you know, we don't remember a specific instance, but it can be very impactful um, to the person that you're working with. It's interesting. I'll tell you something that I thought about. I think I've actually mentioned this on a previous episode, but I, I don't know which episode it was. I, this, I was young. I was probably 25. And I was working for a rental car company. It's one of these national, I, it was enterprise. I don't mind saying it. I mean, you know, so I was working for enterprise rent a car and it was a small office. It's about probably a 10 person office. And we were all pretty young, fresh college grads. And our manager was a pretty accomplished guy. And we had a bathroom, but we had no maid service. So the bathroom had to be cleaned every week. Every single week, this guy in his, in his suit and tie, he'd take off his coat, of course, but he'd put on rubber gloves and he would clean that bathroom every single week. I mean, that would have been so easy for him to say, we're on a rotation. This is your day. You know, every two months, you're going to have to clean the bathroom. He cleaned that bathroom himself every single week. And I know that's kind of dramatic, but it drives the point home. We would have run through fire for this guy because we knew that if he was asking us to do something, I mean, and we needed to respond. We knew he wasn't going to ask us to do anything that he wouldn't do himself because he had demonstrated very clearly and very routinely that he would do the dirtiest, most undesirable job to keep us from having to do it. And also, you know, clean the bathrooms, you're a college grad, man. I just, there's kind of some humiliation that would come along with that, I think. And he realized that and he was just taking care of us, man. I will tell you, he inspired so much confidence in me. He was ex-military and I often think 
if maybe that had something to do with it, you know, he's just very experienced leader. Um, but man, you talk about just getting his people behind him with a simple little act. <laughs> that was probably for the, all the money this guy was pushing around, all the employees that he was leading, every, everything in this guy's business life. The most important and impactful thing he did was clean the bathroom every week. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? <laughs> That's a great, great story. Though. Yeah. I mean, we're kind of getting into it now. We, we need to talk about some key leadership, um, you know, actions that inspire loyalty. And uh, Tim, it sounds like you're talking about, you know, what I think could be described as servant leadership. You yeah. know, I'm, yeah. I'm going to do the things for you uh, or for us to show you that I'm not above it. As a leader, I'm not above this. And I expect you to do the same thing. Don't be above anything that you need to do that, that improves or moves forward our cause. When I think about how we inspire loyalty in our people, I immediately think about what inspires loyalty in me. And the three points that I just kept coming back to over and over. So one, be fair and honest. Two, position your people for success. And then three, always demonstrate that you have their best interests at heart. And we've kind of touched on those through the course of this conversation, but it's worth just like really highlighting them, you know, be fair, be honest, make sure that you put them in a position where they can be successful. You know, you know, they don't ever want to feel like you've got them pigeonholed where they can't spread their wings and be successful. And then you always have to let them know that you have their best interests at heart. And if you do those three things, man, I think you will have a very loyal, loyal team. I think that's fantastic. And, and Josh, we talked about trust. You actually said not only should you trust your people, but you should be actively showing your people that you trust them. Right. Uh, I think that's key. And, jo and Josh, I mean, I know you're going to talk about authenticity, so go ahead. I mean, you know, the floor <laughs> is yours to tell us why authenticity is important here. <laughs> Well, of course it's important. I mean, we've talked about it in a, several episodes. You have to model the behavior that you want from your employees. And, and without that, it's, it's, you're, you're, you're cultivating a bad environment. And when you're able to trust them and show it, when you're authentic and they know that they can be authentic back to you, it's, it goes back to what we said earlier also, Henry. It's a two-way street. There's two sides to that coin and both sides have to be given into that. Yeah. And listen, if you don't own the company, you're not writing the checks to these people. So you don't pay them. So you're not giving them money. But what you can give them is professional development. And I think when people become better, not only just better at their jobs, but maybe better professionally, that inspires loyalty. They become, I don't know, they look to you as somebody who actually makes them a better person. You're more than just a leader. You're a coach and a mentor. You're all these elements that go into making someone a great leader. Yeah. And what I think is cool about that scenario, Henry, that you just you mentioned there is, I mean, ultimately, as a leader, your job should also be to build up and then ship people out, right? Promote them, yeah. get them into the jobs that get them closer to where they want to be professionally and, and, and get them to the spaces where they want in their life. But that chain of loyalty doesn't break once they're off your team. And sometimes you're even stronger as a result of them being on a different team right? Because they're helping you now, or they're growing. And now you've got a need that helps promote them to their next level. And they'll jump at the opportunity to come back and work for you. And they're even stronger now because they've flexed more muscles in another role. So it's, it's perpetuating it. It's cyclical. And, and I, 
ultimately, I think that's the the full circleness of it and what makes it great. Uh, you're right, Josh. I mean, we can attribute the market to our ups and downs financially from time to time. We can influence it a little bit here and there, but we have absolute influence over this the the success of our people we can we can absolutely point them in the right direction get them set up for success and help them get where they want to go and the key to helping them get there is to actually be interested in who they are to understand what it is they need to ask really good questions and to be a fantastic listener i think it's worth noting back to what josh said you know we don't need to be stuck in this mindset that we're the leader and these are our people and you know, once they don't work for us anymore, well, then maybe they'll work for us again. And then they'll work for us again. These roles can flip flop. Yeah. I have like three people in my professional life who have worked for me and I've worked for them. And that loyalty is interchangeable, whether they're the leader or I'm the leader. We know we can have a really, really healthy working relationship. And so, They've hired me, then I've hired them. And it's really a partnership type situation. So, you know, as leaders, we don't need to be stuck in the idea that, you know, like somebody works for you <laughs> and they're just always going to be your employee. You know, those roles can change and a relationship can take you in some really interesting places. Yeah, that's a good call out, Tim. Yeah, if you've built people up the right way, then hopefully you're going to be excited to work for those people one day because they've learned right. from a fantastic leader in the past. So, Tim, take us home here. What have we learned about loyalty today? Well, we learned a lot. This topic is complex. Uh, loyalty is the critical component in the fabric of healthy relationships, but real loyalty is a two-way street, and it needs to be mutual. As leaders, we inspire loyalty in our teams by being honest, fair, and authentic. And in a healthy ecosystem, that loyalty nurtures truth-telling that is incredibly valuable to our relationships. All of that being said, we have to always guard against confusing loyalty with servitude. When your feelings of loyalty result in a diminishing of yourself, then that is not loyalty, it's submission. Be protective of your personal values and never sacrifice integrity for the sake of loyalty. Good luck out there. Loyalty matters, but not at the expense of debate, learning, and progress. So encourage your team members to question, to challenge, and to be forever curious. Then give them feedback with kindness and loyalty will abound. For more KL podcasts, visit kindleadershipproject.com, follow us on LinkedIn, or find us on your favorite streaming service. This podcast is an expression of the views of Kind Leadership and its team. We're always open for discussion, so find us on social media and give us your thoughts.